Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's August 25th. Today in 1835, a bizarre hoax started in a newspaper. So an announcement ran in the New York Sun on Friday, August 21st of 1835, just a few days before we're talking about. This announcement read, quote, We have just learnt from an eminent publisher in this city that Sir John Herschel at the Cape of Good Hope has made some astronomical discoveries of the most wonderful description by means of an immense telescope of an entirely new principle. This was very exciting. Sir John Herschel was a famous name in the world of astronomy. He was the nephew of Caroline Herschel and the son of William Herschel, and this telescope promised to be extremely fancy. So people got excited about what news was going to follow in the newspaper. A front-page article ran on August 25th, also in the New York Sun, which was the paper that ran all of these. It was purportedly written by John Herschel's assistant, Dr. Andrew Grant, And Dr. Grant talked about this amazing and enormous telescope that could see all kinds of detail all the way on the moon. This telescope was reportedly 24 feet or about 7.3 meters in diameter, so it was huge. And it suggested there was a whole civilization on the moon. More articles followed. This was a six-part series. And the next part was basically a travelogue about going to the Cape of Good Hope and setting up this incredible telescope that they were going to use to look at the moon. What followed was all kinds of detail about what was on the moon. There were lunar forests and flowers and bodies of water and all kinds of bizarre creatures. These included goat-like monsters, water birds, some kind of lunar beavers that made their own huts instead of building dams in the water. There were palm trees. There were melon trees. There were miniature zebras. It went on and on. It was really like somebody just free associated a bunch of really bizarre plant and animal descriptions and then later on also buildings. The fourth installment featured these humanoid creatures with bat wings and faces that were, quote, a slight improvement upon that of the large orangutan, except it was spelled orangutan. The sixth and last entry in the New York Sun's lunar series was printed on Monday, August 31st of 1835. It included a very dramatic story about this telescope catching fire. And then once the telescope was fixed, the moon had moved out of observable position so they couldn't see it anymore. Once the moon was ready to be observed again, Herschel had moved on to some other project. So that is why that was the end of the story. Other newspapers picked up this whole story, and there was a lot of talk about how exciting all these discoveries were. There was some discussion at the beginning about whether this was valid at all. I mean, people had never seen the surface of the moon with that much detail. It maybe was believable that there was all kinds of bizarre life up there. The fact that Herschel really had gone on a research trip to South Africa and really had built a telescope at the Cape of Good Hope all helped with the believability of this whole bizarre story. People were like, oh, I know he really did that, so this must really be what he saw through it. But by the fourth installment, a lot of people were starting to think this seemed a little bit far-fetched. More and more people came to the conclusion that this was some codswallop with a side of bull roar. It was not uh, believable to a lot of people by the end of it. 
Sometime later, British journalist Richard Adams Locke confessed to writing this whole thing, saying that he didn't mean it to be a hoax, he meant it as satire. Apparently, Herschel heard about this whole thing late in 1835. At first, he thought it was funny. Although, for many years after that, people kept asking him about it, and he gradually thought it was less funny and got tired of those questions. You can learn more about this whole bizarre episode in the March 30th and April 1st, 2015 installments of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Tari Harrison for her audio work on this show. You can subscribe to This Day in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get podcasts. Tomorrow we'll have an 18th century declaration that's probably not the one you thought of. Thank you.